Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So, if you listen to this beat, your shoulders is probably going. You know what I'm saying? Don't it sound like a, a puffy beat? You know? Diddy. Puff Daddy. Sean Combs. He got a hundred names, right? Um, well, when I made the beat, that's exactly who I had in mind when I when I was doing it. I um, first I chose those drums. I chose I chose all those drums, and I was like, you know what? I want something really aggressive. I want the beat to be very aggressive, but then I want it to be a smooth like kind of um, bass line in the back, which is kind of what you hear a little bit. Um, so yeah, no, that was for that was for Puffy. So I mean, listen, it's still available. All right, so y'all reach out to Puff. Um, What's going on, y'all? This is Mills DeVirgo here. This is Mills Speaks. Um, this is episode number 30. 30. We started in January. It is October. We got 30 episodes in us, and I'm guessing I don't do math well, but I'm hoping I can get another 10 in before the end of the year, and then that'll be 40. That would be dope. It'd be cool if I could get 50 done in, right? But, I mean, that would that would take an, ex- you know, an excessive amount of um, recording on my part. But then if I count the ones that aren't, a part of this episode count, so it's like two two episodes of how to get away with murder, um, so really 32 episodes, I guess, so I'd probably be closer to that number than I, um, than I imagine, you know, once that's all, you know, finished and wrapped, but anyway, um, so yes, this episode 30, episode is called, let's see, Doors, They Open, They Close, um, so I, I just gave this a title, uh, today, so, um, or maybe it was yesterday when I put together in pre-production. I um, I put the beat together, um, you know, looped it, you know, made sure the levels are good, and then I had to name it. So I, at the time, because I got some really good news yesterday. Um, so, you know, sometimes I, I was feeling frustrated all day, and then I got some good news toward the end of the day. So there's like, you know, you have f- fucked up day, and then or fucked up situations, and then, you know. God constantly enters in to show you yet again that nothing lasts forever. You know, there is no um, problem actually, you know, waiting, being patient, all of these things. And it's hard because as humans, we, um, you know, even if we do exercise what I call the law of allowing, which is is something that um, my very first therapist that I ever saw kind of helped me to understand even if we do accept the law of allowing which is basically allowing things to happen around you that you cannot control trying to remain you know loyal and you know diligent to the things that you can control you know to affect the most change um even if you have a really good grasp of the law of, of allowing because we're humans we typically are um like results based right so um you know, you want to say you want to lose some weight and, you know, you work out for a couple of days, you eat, you know, less things that you like, you know, saying you're hungry, you know, you're sore, all of these things you get, you get on the scale in a couple of days and you weigh yourself and you haven't lost any weight and it's like, okay, fuck this, right? I mean, because that's the way our minds work. We're not conditioned to be patient. We're not conditioned to be, um, understanding, I feel. So you have to really work at it. So, you know, I've been working on it. I've been I've been really trying. So, um, I think I've mentioned more than a couple of times on various episodes that the beginning of the year was very hard for me. And looking at it at this point from October standpoint, I mean, I don't even know how I survived. It, it, only God. 
and my mother, okay? I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I mean, I had a lot of friends and a lot of family that were supportive as well, but, I mean, for the most part, it was, you know, quick thinking, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, um, you know, working things out with my mom, you know, thank God I had that as an option, because a lot of people don't, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, just trying to keep it together, you know? I mean, I thought I thought it was going to be over for me this summer. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought a car was going to be out of here. I thought, you know, at the very minimum, we used to have a, a place to live, right? But I just, I mean, it just was very hard when you really think about how close you are to losing it all or being in a place where you're not, you know, where you don't feel stable, right? Um, and that's a very stressful way to live. And when you do finally get out of it or you kind of can break free of it a bit, you feel like you can breathe again. You feel like you actually live again as opposed to existing. So I'm blessed that I could have come from that situation earlier this year and, you know, come to this place and be grateful for the opportunity to be miserable and grateful that I came through it the way that I did, quite frankly. Um... So, I've been practicing the law of allowing, trying to get it together, um, and be patient. But, you know, a lot of times you just get impatient, You, you or you've, say you set a goal out that you say, okay, I'm going to give this shit six months, you know what I mean? And six months comes and goes, and then you get itchy again, and you're like, okay, okay, I need, alright, alright, this is not going to work. Okay, so clearly my plan didn't work, you know, now you, you're scrambling, thinking of other things. You know, and I think that's when, like, when your juices really get to flowing, I think that's dope. But, um... You know, however you choose to deal, I can't tell you how to. I'm not even going to be the one to be like, go to therapy, go to therapy. You know, a lot of that's going on right now with the mental health um, uh, movement. I kind of feel this happening. Um, It's great that people are trying to figure out what's going on. It's great that they're trying to be their best selves. Um, So I have nothing to say about that per se, but I will say that I'm not the one that's immediately going to say, oh my God, you got a mental health issue. You know, I'm not, that's not for me um, to diagnose. I'm not a licensed professional, not even close, even though sometimes I'm a doctor. Um, But anyway, that's not a story for here. Um... Yeah, so, you know, that's why the the, t- the title is the way that it is. Um, so, I feel really good about what's coming in the next few weeks for me, um, in really months. Um, and I just, I just see so many great things when you add a second, um, when you add like a second stream of income, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to say the very least. So anyway, so we're going to move on past that. Um, I'll probably share what the news is later in life, but not now. Um, so, all right. So I'm going to start first. I have notes. I have a few notes and um, a few things that I want to talk about. This will probably be a fairly short episode. It's not going to be an hour probably, but I, I say that a lot. And a lot of times I lie. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um... Uh, okay, so my first note is the Tyler Perry Studios. So I don't know if you guys have paid attention. I think it was last weekend. It was last Sunday. Actually, it was the full weekend. I think last weekend was the weekend that Tyler Perry Studios opened for, like, the grand opening. I think they probably had been shooting there already. 
but I think that um, that was like the grand, grand opening. Like he shut down the studios in California. He shut down all the other ones that he uses, and then just everything's now home base in Atlanta, which is fantastic um, for Georgia, um, quite frankly, especially as it pertains to recording or excuse me, filming TV shows and or movies. Because really, if you think about it, Tyler Perry does um, a decent amount of movies himself. But I mean. The studio is so huge that you might have the opportunity, if you were a filmmaker, to go to Tyler Perry Studios and shoot your fucking film. You know, he may not be as ridiculous as the other studios, you know, you know, for directors or for, um, you know, whoever to, to, to shoot there, you know. Um, it's huge. It is huge. I, it's over a hundred some odd acres, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see if I can pull some quick facts up about it. I don't think I wrote that part down. I wrote some other stuff down, but I didn't write down, um, you know, I didn't write down how big it was. And, um, and it's, it's really awesome. Like it's so, it's so big that you could literally take, um, you could literally take all of the other studios, so MGN, Grand, um, Paramount, all of the studios that have huge, you know, sound stages and all that stuff. You can put all of them into Tyler Perry Studios, and then um, he would still have about 62 acres left, which I think is fantastic. Um, another, you know, perk of this shit is that all the houses that's on the uh, that's on the lot. Um, all of the houses are up to code and can be lived in. Tyler Perry has also stated that not only will he be do, shooting his movies and his TV shows here, um, and that headquarters will be here, um, he's also going to, um, he's also going to, you know, have like a sheltered area for, you know, gay, trans kids who get kicked out, um, for, um, women that have been sex trafficked, all of these things, they'll be able to go there. Um, apparently the studio cost like $250 million to, to build, and it was built on an old Confederate hospital ground, so, you know, during slavery, obviously, they had hundreds and hundreds of slaves, um, and the cool thing that he had to say about this is now, now this is owned by, you know, one Negro. They had a bunch of Negroes on here, now it's owned by one Negro, so it's kind of dope that Tyler Perry owns his own studio, and I think that now people kind of can understand, connect the vision, because I don't think people really connected it before, like, and specifically I'm talking about black people, specifically black males, you know, um, a lot of people love Tyler Perry plays, my best friend, um, excuse me, one of my, my BFFs, okay, uh, um, Clarice, she actually put me on to the Tyler Perry plays, and at first I, I wasn't into it at first, but then when I watched them, and the singing, and all of the acting, and it's just so cool, and so, yeah, I loved them, I loved them, okay, and so, um, a lot of a lot of men were giving him grief because oh man you got to dress like a woman da 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 blah 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 you know he's selling out he's making these da 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 blah 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 you know what I'm saying and I don't think they understood the vision or clearly they didn't understand the vision that man was homeless at one point and worked himself up to being almost a billionaire now owning his own studios which was worth over two hundred and fifty million dollars um, Tyler Perry is you know, the ultimate American dream, he's the black American dream as well, you know what I mean, and it's like, 
I bet those same motherfuckers don't have the same energy about Medea that they did 10 years ago. Like, so, it's just, I just love to see him vindicated. I love to see him win. Because everybody seemed like they was rooting for this nigga to lose, you know, if they weren't talking about how terrible his movies was, if they wasn't talking about how terrible his plays was, the fact that he was dressing up as a Medea, the fact that the women have this issue all the time, and they were always da 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 blah, blah, blah. you know, everybody wants to, you know, nitpick every single problem, you know, or, or issue in his films and TV shows and all of this stuff, and, you know, I... I don't understand it. I never will, because I always root for people to win, right? So, shout out to Tyler Perry, my Virgo brother, for opening up um, such a huge and a beautiful, um, beautiful uh, rounds. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. I mean, um, Ava DuVernay, I think, was the only person who was able to actually, like, do video, live videos and shit, and she put it up on her stories, which, of course, only lasts for, like, 24 hours sometimes. And, you know, she did, like, the full-out, uh, the full-out tour where she was going through all of these different, you know, um, areas showing where the houses was, showing the neighborhoods for the different TV shows. I mean, it was exquisite. And then, of course, there were just the pictures of the celebrities at the events. You know, I think there was something on Friday night. There was something on Saturday. There was something on Sunday. You know, they did a brunch. They did um, church service. They, You know what I mean? Like, it was a whole balled-out weekend um, with some of, if not all of, uh, or the majority of Black Hollywood and, you know, a lot of the musicians as well. Um, So Tyler Perry had, I think he's got a total of 12 sound stages, like fully huge sound stages, which is amazing. Um, And what he did was he named the sound stages for, like, our um, iconic um, Black actors, actresses, directors, whomever, and so here's a, here's a list, here's like a short list, because I don't think I got all 12, but here's a list of, you know, some of the sound stages, and, and majority of these people were there to, you know, present their own sound stage, um, with a a few exceptions, of course, I will let you know who they are, but obviously, some of them are going to be very obvious, um, because some of them are dead, and then some of them just didn't go, or we didn't see pictures of them there, um, so the first one I have, I've got a list of Oprah, I've got Whoopi, uh, Diane Carroll, rest in peace, Sidney Poitier, Ruby D, and Ozzie Davis, rest in peace, both of them. Um, Harry Belafonte, uh, Spike Lee, uh, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, and Della Reese, they all have their own soundstage. And I believe, obviously, I'm missing, um, so was that, it's three, it's six, um, was that nine, ten, so I'm missing two. Um, so I'm not sure who else, um, has sound stages, but it is fantastic to me, Will Smith was there, um, Denzel was not, Della Reese, um, passed, okay, so she's gone, um, Harry Belafonte, excuse me, Ruby D and Ozzy Davis have passed on, and then Diane Carroll has recently passed on, uh, Oprah was there, Whoopi was there, um, I did, I don't recall seeing Harry Belafonte along with Denzel, I don't know if they were there and just didn't get photographed, or if they just didn't make it, um, Harry Belafonte is, is quite old, so I'm sure he didn't make it, um, but I'm not sure what the deal was with Denzel, he could be working, you never know, hey man, that that man don't have time to be partying, last time Denzel went balls to the wall when he wanted to party, um, he, his wife put him on restriction, so, I mean, you know, here's the deal, we're gonna move past that, I love him. Um, and Spike Lee was there as well. Um, 
And so I was just so um, impressed by the whole situation. Um, all of the celebrities were there. There wasn't one that um, we loved that wasn't there. Um, I did see I did see Beyonce and Jay Z showed up, um, which was cool. Um, all of Destiny's Child was there. Um, uh, you know, so many people. Lorenz Tate, um, Charlamagne the God was there with his wife. Um, uh, Kadeem and Deval. Ellis, they are Instagram folks, and they do, like, vlogs and stuff, but they are on a Tyler Perry TV show now, and they're just moving up in life, and that's really great. They were there. Um, trying to think of who else was there. It was so many people. Jamie Foxx was there. Um, yeah, shit. It's so many people. I can't even think of all of the people that were there. 2 Chains, T.I., Tiny, um, I know that 50 Cent got an invitation because he showed it on his IG when he got it. But I'm not sure if he was there because I didn't see any photos of him there. But that doesn't mean anything because a lot of them didn't take pictures. Jill Scott was one who was there who just didn't take a lot of pictures. Um, just imagine every single person that was on a cast for Tyler Perry being there because that's literally what it was. Tyler Perry's um, cast for Why Did I Get Married, I, a lot of them were there. I didn't see Malik Yoba, of course. Uh, but, you know, hey, he might have been in town. Who knows? Um, but... Yeah, everybody was there. Everybody was looking good. Everybody was looking healthy. Everybody was looking healthy, happy. Um, so shout out to Tyler Perry and all of the 50 million people that he's employed, um, and the people he will continue to employ. Shit, I'm gonna be looking on his website myself. I mean, shit, is he gonna be hiring for audio people? You know, who knows? Who knows? You never know. Okay, shit, you just never damn know. But anywho, um, I'm gonna move on from that. But that was fantastic. So, so great to Tyler Perry. And hopefully he can, you know, make it to billionaire status soon. You know, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Um, next up, let's see what I got. So this is, yeah. So football. I just talk a little bit about football. Football, uh, the Patriots and the and the 49ers are the only teams that are undefeated right now. 49ers, uh, those of you who may or may not be aware, my mother is a huge 49er fan, has been since I was a kid. Um, she is elated that they're 4-0. I think they're 4-0 because they had an early bye week. Um, so, yeah, they, she's elated about it. I'm happy for her, honestly, because they weren't going to get much good luck until they righted a few wrongs that they, that they did um, when they sat... Alex Smith down and they put in Kaepernick and started the Kaepernick um, era. Um, I didn't like the way that went down and I, I figured that they wouldn't really get um, oh excuse me I figured they wouldn't get out of that until you know they righted a few wrongs. So they did. And um, so it looks like they're on an upswing. They got a new GM they got new coaches, they got a new quarterback they got a lot of new guys on the team um, new stadium. I mean, everything's new. Everything's going great. So good for them. And the Patriots are just doing more of the same. They always doing shit to win, and that's just that. And their quarterback is old, but he looks like he's thirty. Shout out to Tom Brady. Um, but okay, I already talked about this rough week. I actually wrote that down that I had a rough week, and I was gonna expand upon that. But actually, there's no need because I already talked about that at the beginning when I was talking about what the title means. Um, so, you know, thank God for, um, you know, thank God that we don't stay in our bullshit long. <laughs> it feels long, but it's not long, you know? So thank God for that. Um, I will say, uh, yesterday was like a day for, for new music and movies. I'm like really 
stoked. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to shit, okay? Um, like I said, Friday was a jacked up day for me, and I was kind of busy all day, so I didn't get an opportunity to really listen, in, really listen to anything new. Um, so the highlights, if I'm not mistaken, are going to be the Fantasia album. She's got an album called Sketchbook, new single called Bad Girl, and PTSD. And I think that PTSD song is with uh, T-Pain. Um, and I think I heard it, um, it's kind of forgettable clearly because I don't remember it, but at the same time, it could have been a, a snippet for all I know that I heard, I, who knows, but I think I heard that song, like a snip of it, um, and it sounded cool, but I haven't heard the Bad Girl song, so that'll be interesting to check out. Uh, Wale, um, released an album called Wow, That's Crazy, um, so my thing is, is I don't like Wale. Like, I've, you know, I've really tried with him because I thought that Wale would be the dude that I like. Because, see, I've always liked the really intense guy. Really smart, really heady guy. You know, intense for no real reason. A rebel without a cause. I'm, I'm here for all of that. But I just kind of feel like Wale is a douchebag. And I don't like his past, some of his past behaviors. And it's hard for me to let stuff go. So, it's hard for me to take his work serious. Because I don't believe that he's a genuine person. And I don't believe some of the things that he's trying to sell, you know, but I will say that a lot of people that whose opinion I respect musically have listened to this album and they have said that it is a really good album and that it's probably his best work. So I will try to give him another chance again. This will be on Monday when I get to work. I will try to give him another opportunity um, to, to at least be like, oh, Wale ain't trash. You know what I'm saying? For me anyway. Um, Lil' Kim released a a new album called Nine, and I need to take a listen to this. I mean, Lil' Kim's last album was good. So, you know, but I mean, that was a very long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shout out to her for still putting out music and still remaining relevant. She did just get, like, a new, like, an award the other day on the BET Hip Hop Awards. I think it was, like, what, a Lifetime Achievement Award or something like that. Um, so shout out to Little Kim. You know, and a lot of people try to sit here and play Little Kim out because obviously she's taken uh, plastic surgery to the next level um, with her face and um, body. And, you know, there was an idea that, that Little Kim didn't write her, her rhymes in the beginning. Biggie wrote them. And I think that's true. And I'm not even mad at it because I think eventually she got into a place where she was writing her own rhymes and still is now to this day. Right. But people really underestimate what the fuck Lil' Kim did. Like, I don't think... Like, I remember being a kid going home and watching Video Soul or watching whatever I was watching to see videos on BET. And, like, the crush on you, like, came on. And she had every color. was a new wig, a new outfit. It wasn't the same outfit, but different colors. It was different shit. Like, Lil' Kim was raunchy as fuck she was very regular looking in regards to her face and her features she was a little little lady she was a new york girl she was pretty in the face you know what i'm saying she had a really regular look like she looked like any other pretty chick around the way you know um she rapped like a beast but talked like a little dainty little girl which i thought always it always fucked me up. It always did when I was growing up. I didn't understand. I was like, how is her voice like this? Um, but anyway, so yeah, she, um, I think they underestimate her impact. Uh, you know, Lil' Kim's impact was in, was intense. I mean, there was so much, um, 
there was so much good shit there. I mean, she she was the one who came up with the queen bee. You know, she was the one who had the different color hair, the different color, you know, the raunchy, uh, no real clothes having ass woman. You know what I'm saying? She she had a mouth like a sailor. Um, at the time, there was, you know, there's always com- competition. There's always an inverse, you know. There's always, if there's, you know, this, then there's that, right? Um, so... You know, there was Little Kim and then there was Foxy Brown. Little Kim was a little lighter. Foxy was a dark girl. You know, um, there was different swags, different... It was just a completely different vibe. It was dope. Um, They did get along at one point. And they did a remix to a song called No One Else. It was a Total song. And Total song was already dope as fuck. Okay? No One Else was dope as fuck. Okay, it had the brat on it already. Okay, what they did was they did a remix because back in the day the remix was was king. Remix was everything. Puff did a remix, okay, with uh, so, with Jermaine Dupri. Okay, so it was a so so deaf bad boy remix, and um. <laughs> And they put Lil' Kim on there, they put Foxy Brown on there, and they put the brat on there. The brat was last, Foxy was first, and I think Kim was second. Oh, was it? Wait. I don't remember. All I know is, though, it was it was so dope. And it was akin to, you know, what happened previously in, like, 94, which was maybe about a year or two prior to that, when, you know, Brandy had her remix with the I Want to Be Down with Queen Latifah, MC Light, and Yo-Yo. I mean, obviously, you know, if you look back in a vacuum right now, you could say that those two songs have, um, you know, six legendary female MCs. Um, between them, right? You could you could say that, but at the time, real MCs and real hip hop heads was like, yo, that Brandy John was better than the no one else John because you know, boom 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 boom, boom you know. But in any case, um, Kim Kim is a shit, and and obviously, you know, for me, with this whole little Kim and versus Nicki Minaj shit, you know, that was going on for a bit, like, you know, I never really understood the gist of that, I I, I thought, I kind of felt like Little Kim wanted Nicki Minaj to bow down to her more than she did, I'm not sure that that was true, I think Little Kim is down to earth as fuck and really doesn't care about that kind of shit, and I think there was probably some dumb shit going on with Nicki Minaj, because as we go, you know, fast forward, what, 10, 15 years, you know, of Nicki Minaj being around, which it hasn't been 15 years, so I don't know why I said that, but fast forward Nicki Minaj, you know, um, she's been an asshole to just about everybody, so, you know, there's that on that, so, I don't know, I just, I don't know why it had to be that way, but obviously I side with Kim, because I ain't got time for the bullshit, quite frankly, I really don't. And Lil' Kim has never really started a beef with people. She's never really been tripping on people like that. Um, so I'm not really sure why that has to continue to happen. Okay? But I mean, at this point, I guess it doesn't. Because, you know, Nikki had moved her attentions over to other people at this point. So, you know. And I'm just, I was stalling actually because I wanted to go back and see when Nicki Minaj dropped his first album so I could see how long she's been in the game. Okay, so she's been in the game for nine years, so it's coming up on ten, or whatever. 
um, because she dropped her first album in 2010. So she was probably grinding out for a couple of years before that. So, okay, you know, so she's been in the game almost 10 years now. And, um, you know, I just kind of feel like she's over the top with a lot of shit um, with what she expects from people, specifically female MCs, um, to be bowing down to her and all kind of shit. So, you know. It is what it is. I mean, she's my age, so I think she's probably, hopefully she's working through some shit that we, you know, you know, learned and probably needed to undo by now. So, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, another album that came out, Afro B, um, the album is called, um, Afro Wave 3, um, and a friend of mine actually put me onto this, and then I also had another friend of mine put me onto a new album that came out, um, by a, um, by a person named Robert Glasper, um, apparently he's a, I don't know if he's a rapper or a singer, but he has like a a hip-hop, jazz, fusion type, you know, thing going, and he's got a really nice amount of features on the album, and uh, Rhapsody's on there, and a couple of others that I like, um, and also, um, ooh, Heather, Heather, what is her name? Her name is Heather Victoria, okay, so she's a singer, um, her name is Heather Victoria, her new album's Boutique Hotel, and it, I haven't listened to it either, but I plan on it on Monday, and, um, but I, I have heard her song before, she had a song on, um, Jamla's The Squad Part 2 is a Ninth Wonder compilation album with all of the Jamla artists, which it would include Rhapsody and This Young Lady and a few others that I, I don't know their names like that. Um, and she um, she had a song on there called Japan. So you guys should check that out because that's a it's a really nice song. It's a complete vibe. It's chill as fuck. And um, she's got a great voice. So I'll look forward to this album. I'll probably listen to this one first. Um, and then get to the, uh, Robert Glasper, and then, uh, roll over to Little Kim, and then maybe Wale. Um, who else? Fantasia, too. Yeah, probably have to break this up all week. I'm not gonna get to everybody on Monday. Um, but I'm just glad from new music, because, you know, I get bored easy. I do. I get bored real easy, so it's really great. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking at... At, at us on the back I got uh, the movie us playing in the background over here because a lot of times I'll, I just like to have something playing you know while I'm recording um, and it's at the part it's at the end where you know Adelaide has killed herself um, and it's so crazy it's still so crazy Lupita Nyong'o okay is just fantastic. She's got another show. I think I have this written down further, but I'll talk about it right now since we're talking Lupita. Um, uh, Lupita has a, a new movie on Hulu that's called Little Monsters, and I, I started it. Yeah, I started it, but I, I haven't finished it, but I can't wait to... Um, I can't wait to, to finish it. She, I haven't even gotten to the place where Lupita's been introduced in the movie, so um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it's a horror film, or at least one of those... It's a weird film where it's supposed to be scary, but it's not. Um, or it's supposed to be scary. There's scary shit happening, but then it's like... Um, 
a different type of contrast. Uh, Lapita seems extremely energetic and really hyper and really nice. So, I don't know. There's zombies. So, who knows what this situation is going to be. But, I'm really excited to watch it. I'll have to get into it um, maybe tonight or, or maybe tomorrow um, before football starts. Um, let's see what else I got. Oh, we're talking new movies now. So, um, Will Smith's got that new movie out, that Gemini Man. I gotta get to see that. I, I, I knew that I wanted to see that when it premiered. Um, when I saw the, I can't remember if I saw the premiere for it or the preview for it. Um, on the um, Captain Marvel or the Avenger movie, but either way it goes, um, it was on one of those films and. Ever since I saw it, I was like, oh, I gotta see that shit. And it was like, oh, it's coming out in November. And I'm like, fuck, November. But here we are in October. They moved it up, and here we are. So I'm happy about that. Um, so that should be dope. Because Will Smith's got, he's fighting, old Will Smith is fighting young Will Smith. And it's just, it's, wow. It looks crazy. So I don't know how they, um, I don't know the actual plot of the movie. We just know that. Uh, Will Smith is hunting somebody who is very fast, very good. He finally catches them, and it's him, you know, 20 years ago. So, I don't know, man. It's a clone situation. I'm excited. The government's a part of it. You know that. So, you know, I will keep y'all posted. If I do actually go get a chance to see it, I'll, you know, I might not do a full review, but I might dedicate some time to um, one of the podcast, you know, episodes just to talk about it. Um... Another movie that's coming out is Maleficent Part Two. There's more words to the to the second part of this movie. There's there's more words, but I I, I can't I can't. So we're just gonna go with Maleficent Two. Okay. Um, I honestly have no idea what this movie is going to be about. I know that the the Sleeping Beauty will be getting married. Um, I'm not real sure what else is going on with this. So I probably won't get to the movies to see this at all. I probably just will wait. For it to come on to the Disney uh, Plus app, <laughs> or um, you know the, the Fire Stick, you know. Um, another movie that is getting um, is you know getting critical acclaim already before it's officially launched um, or been released is Queen and Slim. I think I talked about Queen Queen and Slim on a couple of episodes, um, maybe I don't know a few months ago. Um, but Queen and Slim is a, a film that I think it premiered on the or the preview premiered on the BET Awards this summer in June sometime. And um, this movie has uh, Get Out, the dude from Get Out, and I, another young lady who's kind of new to acting. Um, they're in the movie. They're in the movie, and they're on a date, and then things go wrong, very, very wrong, um, very, very wrong, um, and they end up killing a cop, and then they go on the run, so, yeah, that is what it's about, and I don't know how this is gonna end, I don't know if they're going to get away with this, I I think that would be awesome, but it's also not realistic, um, but I, it's already getting really great really great, um, reviews, um, it's been shown in private viewings, um, this past weekend, people are all crazy about it, so I cannot wait, personally, um, and I already talked about Little Monsters, so we're good on that, 
Um, and then so, and also just wanted to share with the the, the TV shows that I'm actually watching right now because you know before I'm really not a big TV show watcher honestly because you know if you, it takes a lot for me to to constantly you know stay engaged. It's, it takes a lot for me to be engaged all the time, and so I um so yeah so I basically. I basically have been watching like maybe four TV shows right now, maybe five, um, depending on, you know, what you think. Um, so one is, it's five, it's five, because I don't have How to Get Away with Murder written down on here, but I do have four other ones. So the first one that I'm watching is the Wu-Tang TV show that's on, um, Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. That show's dope. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I feel like I might have, but that show is so dope. And they they dropped, I think, maybe four episodes at one point, and then they've been releasing them every Wednesday. And so um, when I got my hair braided about two or three weeks ago, um, I thought that it was only six episodes, and I thought that was it. And then um, the next Wednesday, an episode dropped. So I was going to do an entire episode about the shit, you know, a, a podcast episode. And... And then I realized, oh, it's not over, right? So I, I pump my brakes. No, but it's fantastic. Of course, it's chronic, chronicling uh, the Wu-Tang Clan and how they got together, you know, how they started, um, all of that kind of stuff. Right now, they're really focused on the RZA. They had an episode that was, you know, heavy on, you know, uh, the RZA, uh, the Jizza. Um, uh, Method Man just recently had his episode. Um, so did... Um, Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer is actually, you know, big, you know, to the story, because um, they're like best friends with Raekwon. I, I mean, best friends with the RZA and his brother. And so, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a fantastic show. It's shot beautifully. Um, it's just it's it's just beautiful. It, it it I really believe I'm watching, you know, niggas in the '90s. Like I really do believe that. So it's really dope. Um. In New York, let's not forget that niggas in the '90s in New York. Okay, I do, I do believe that. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, another show I'm watching is Emergence. It's a new show that's coming on ABC. Uh, a plane crashes and the police chief gets down there and she finds a kid that was a part of the plane crash, but she's got no scratches, she's got no cuts, no bruises, no nothing. Only survivor, right? She's got superpowers. She's moved the rain. She's made cars crash. She's, you know, lots of things, weird things are going on. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's good. You know me. You, you know me. I love anything with some powers. It, the little girl has powers. That's more than enough. That's more than enough to um, keep me all in on that. More than enough. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, this is the next show is This Is Us, of course. Um, this Is Us is, you know, a great show. A lot of you probably have been watching this show for a couple of years now. Um, I have a co-worker that just refuses to watch this show. I think it's one of those situations where, like, you know, they just don't want to watch it because, um, and I get like this about certain stuff. I don't like doing what everybody's doing. So, um... I kind of feel like that's what this is, man. I feel like that's what this is. 
yeah, I feel like it's a situation where, you know, uh, she told me that, um, number one, she doesn't want to cry. She doesn't want to be sad. And I understand a lot of people because I feel like my manager has said this, that she has to get in a, a right headspace to watch This Is Us. Um, one of my good friends, Rachel, says kind of the same thing. Like, she's got to psych herself up. For me, it's not like that for me, I think. And I think it's because I invite and welcome those feelings on a regular basis um, just because I have anxiety and always did have anxiety about, like, losing a parent or both. And when I was a kid, like, for some reason, that was a very real fear of mine all the time. I don't know why. Okay, thank God it never happened. My parents are alive and well. I just don't know why. I was the only kid. I was stressed about that situation, maybe. And I just was like, oh, my God, I, you know, my parents can't die. What, what's going to happen to me? You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, how am I going to live? You know, so I think those feelings, I always played those things in my head when I was a kid, got myself all worked up, you know, no matter how much you do that though, you'll never be prepared for it when it actually happens, so I don't even know why I did it, but I'm blessed that I'm able to kind of put it together now and even tell myself, you need to stop, anytime I'm thinking like that, like, just cut it out, your parents are fine, cut it out, your friends are good, cut it out, Kobe's good, you know, I worry about these kinds of things and I don't know why, you know. But, so, for me, this is a, it, you, you know, it'll be, be emotional for you sometimes, but, I don't know, I welcome, I welcome feelings, I just do, I like things that evoke emotion, um, you know, I, I, I like laughing, I like comedies, I like all of those things too, but This Is Us does it for me, like, that is it, that and Queen Sugar, if, if you've ever watched Queen Sugar, it's the same situation, Queen Sugar is just ten times better because it's, it, I don't know, actually, you know what, it's not ten times better, it's just different, and it's the same type of stuff, the family, the love, the, the richness of the, gen, you know, the people, the people are genuinely good people, you know, that kind of shit that you just don't experience on a day-to-day basis, it's beautiful, and sometimes you gotta cry about that shit, and then sometimes, you know, bad shit happens, and you gotta cry about that shit, I mean, fuck it, you know, but, in any case, I mean, you, you know, you can't really, you can't really tell people that, you know, you can, you can handle this, you know, you can't really say that, but I think, um, I think that, anyone that watches the show, starts the show, will understand how crazy it is, how great it is, and everything. I don't even think that season one, the emotions that you feel on literally every single episode on season one, there's no way they kept it up like that season two and three. Actually, I can tell you, they didn't, you know? There were some episodes last season where I was like, oh, but not so much, not a lot, and so far this season, I haven't been emotional, which is a blessing, because, you know, baby, blindness, all of these things, um, so, so yeah, no, I, I haven't had that problem, I haven't had that problem with this show in particular, um, so, uh, but I am watching it, um, continuing to stay extremely, uh, stressed by it, um, but, you know, it's all good. Now, I'm never... There's no stress like the how to get away with murder stress. I mean, it just... There just is no stress like it. Um, and that's one of the shows uh, that I'm watching, too. 
Um, as you guys know, I'm doing the How to Get Away with Murder episode on, you know, a, you know, special podcast episodes I'm doing, and um, and yeah, so I love that show. Been watching it the whole time since the beginning, and it's wrapping up, and it's you know, it's getting crazy. And the last show that I'm really focused on is NCIS New Orleans. Um, you know. Rachel hates on this show all the time because she thinks she's from New Orleans and she doesn't like that the people don't have real New Orleans accents. And I had to just let her know that, you know, my dude Chris is from Alabama. He's a Bama. So he's not going to sound like, you know, you know, New Orleans, you know, you know, he ain't going to sound like that. Okay, baby. Okay. He ain't going to do that. You know, but I mean, there's that. Um, I love that show. Um, I messed around and, and woke up one day. And they've had the marathon on. They they played on um, Saturday and Sunday mornings on TNT. They marathon that bitch, and we were watching it and just loved it. I was like, damn, I like this shit. So, um, so yeah, we watched that shit. Um, that comes on Tuesday nights along with um, Emergence. That literally comes on the same time, so I have to pick and choose which one I'm actually trying to watch. Um, but I actually don't have to pick and choose because if anything that comes on Hulu. I'm okay with missing it and don't have to watch it real time. The things that I can't get on Hulu, um, then I'll try to, you know, watch that. And it's really just NCIS New Orleans because CBS is trash, right? So they don't let, you know, they don't let you do it on Hulu unless you are paying for live TV. So there's that. There's that. That's literally all I had, guys. Um, Last thing. It's Saturday night, so the Gamecocks have already played the Georgia Bulldogs, and the Gamecocks have already mollywopped by three points the Georgia Bulldogs. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, I think I am not alone when I thought that we would lose this game handily, um, and I am pleasantly surprised that we did not. I um, We watched this, this end of this game. Once we finished uh, wrapping up the uh, How to Get Away with Murder episode, um, Rachel and I watched this and it went to double overtime and we were just sitting here like, oh my god, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? And then bam, they won it. So I was like, oh shit. Okay, that's what's up. So shout out to, to the Gamecocks for going on the road, getting a win in Athens, Georgia. Um, y'all will be back next week. And I think we play like Vanderbilt or something like Kentucky. No, we already played Kentucky. Beat the shit out of them. Um, I think Vanderbilt we play next week. I have to double check it just to see. Um, see if I can get some tickets or something. But, um, so shout out to them, you know. And, we, and hopefully that'll save um, Will Muschamp's, uh champ's uh, job because he should be fired at this point. Um, but there's that. I mean, because even in this game that we won, we so happened to win because he, it wasn't it wasn't because he was a great coach because all of the plays that he was calling was stupid. Every play he was calling was dumb. Like, what is happening here? So, yeah, no, there's that. Um, but... Other than that, it's been a crazy week. It ended great. Um, I'm just going to keep praying that things continue to look up for me and my family um, and and for you and yours. All right? So uh, with that, guys, make sure you uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all of these things uh, with the podcast, um, all of that stuff. Guys have to drop me a line, have a question about anything, hit me on IG. Um, Mill Speaks. I'm I'm very available right there. Um, on Twitter, it's Mills the Virgo, and on Facebook, it's also Mill Speaks. You can type in Mill Speaks, or you can type in um, 
J Mills Productions. Um, but if you just type in and search Will Mills Speaks, it'll bring up a lot of things that you can click on and you know see what's going on and see how many episodes have been posted and you know whatever, right? But all right, y'all. Thank you very much for for listening. Appreciate your ear. Hello.